here. Um, my dog's here. In stereo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> She's here and she she wants attention quite a lot. So, how's it going? Yeah. She's good. She got given a cappuccino by Starbucks. Yeah, but it was a dog one, so it was just some whipped cream. Is that it? Yeah. Well, they, they offered f- hot milk to a, a car with a dog <laughs> yeah. in the back. Like, do you want some whipped cream? Yeah, I'll take whipped cream. It's probably not for the best. <laughs> hot like, milk or cream? Yeah. Yeah, it just like, felt she's like... She's quite boisterous anyway. And hot and, cream would send her car. over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> with just heat and flying curds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think she's high prof, all that whip. Yeah. Whatever it is. Sugar rush. Is, is it cream? It is cream. What? Whipped cream. Is whipped cream cream? Yeah, but it's in like a deodorant can. That's the oh. thing that I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, it's whipped cream. Yeah, it's just been NASA treated. Is that what they... So, like, oh, we need something for dogs. Just give them some cream. Well, I didn't order cream on my coffee. No, So they no. just put it... Gave it to my dog. <laughs> We're contractually obliged to serve cream. Do well, you want it or it does was, she want it? It was just... I've started letting her hang her head out the window. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, yeah, looking at all the cars and stuff. Yeah. And she was just like eyeballing the coffee barista, I think they're called. Yeah. And the barista was like intimidated and handed over <laughs> whatever she could. Well, she is technically an attack dog. Yeah. So there is... I can understand the intimidation. Yeah, but an attack dog who, like, negotiates with whipped cream. Yeah. Uh, have you got any whipped cream? No. Well, it's not your lucky day. <laughs> I will fucking do yeah. it. Did I fire seven shots or six? <laughs> of espresso? Yeah. <laughs> seven shots, yeah. Dog yeah. with seven espresso. It's <laughs> good fucking ape shit. Oh, shit. Oh, well, yeah, well. There oh, might that be, happen? There might be reference to that. We don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know, but there might be. There has to be now. <laughs> only time will tell. Yeah, only, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a panting dog in the background who's high on milk. <laughs> so there might be some, uh, yeah. um, some fun background noise. But uh, how's your week been? It's been a good, it's been like, uh, a, yeah, right. over a week. When was the last time? Oh, it was, was like, it Wednesday? It was, uh, yeah, yeah, so like yeah. a week and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a lot in that time. Went to a fancy dress party. What um, did you dress up as? I, it was 90s themed. Uh, I dressed as Steve Austin. Yeah. Which was no pretty much the only thing I can dress up as. <laughs> just, like straight out of the wardrobe. Yeah. It's like, well, I've got wrestling shirts, I'm bald and I've got a beard. Did you do the kneecaps? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it the, the, for me. Yeah. The, Elbow pads and knee pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, <laughs> I did shorts. I did shorts and knee pads. <laughs> and uh, I found some big black boots as well. So it's like, yeah, it looked all right. But it was definitely the most interactive costume of the evening. The amount of people that you want, attacked. The amount of people who want to get their ass kicked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, at, they're like, just, there's this pissed guy all night trying to get me to give him a stunner. I'm like, it'll hurt you, it'll hurt me. <laughs> and like, it's this guy's birthday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you want this for your birthday? If yeah. you do, I'll do it. But, but yeah. <laughs> I'll take back my coffee machine just, that yeah. I bought you for your birthday. Just everybody, like, wanted stunners and everybody was yelling catchphrases at me. Like, one guy screamed one into my mouth. Which was odd. <laughs> Why did he have access to your mouth? That he 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 was like beckoning me over. He's like, come here, and then I come here, open your mouth. Because you were like, sure. Of, there was lots of like 
music and shit. So I turned my ear to him, you know, like when you're expecting someone to fucking talk to you and yeah. it's loud. I did that. And he, then he just like, so he, like directed himself in front of me and screamed into my mouth. Like <laughs> some weird, like as though, well, that's where the sound comes from. So that, <laughs> that must be where it goes in as well. Like he was smashed. <laughs> um, and he was t- he was asking me all night to just beat the shit out of him and be like, oh, it's, uh, it'd be totally cool. It's like, it won't be cool. It won't be cool. It'll be cool for a second and then it'll be impact and then you'll be unconscious and I'll have to explain I'll be arrested. why I perfectly sober guy beat the shit out of the drunk guy. <laughs> you went as sober Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't, I, guys... Yeah, so it's understandable this with that he'd be in a particularly Steve Austin mood <laughs> if he has to do the whole night without beer. Yeah. I'm trying to get on with my day. <laughs> I am a reformed Steve Austin. <laughs> Was everyone else fancy dressed? Yeah, yeah, but I, some of them I couldn't tell quite what. I, someone went as the Titanic, which was all right. How did they dress up? Uh, big cardboard cut out of the Titanic over him, and then his missus went as an iceberg. <laughs> Which, like, for couples' fancy dress, is all right. Yeah, like it's it's interesting. It's even better if their relationship is like on a on thin, the rocks. Like, yeah, just yeah. like it's not quite making it. Yeah. and like, hey, how about you dress up as a boat and I'll yeah. sink you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, there's one guy that was in like a generic green dinosaur costume. He's like, what are you? He's like, I'm Jurassic Park. No, you're not. <laughs> like, you're the whole park. <laughs> you're, you're just the whole franchise. There's a glass of water on the side yeah. that's also Jurassic Park whenever enough people walk by it. So yeah. I think you got one up to buy a drink. Yeah. Is everything still existing? And he's attacking. Yeah. Honey, come here. Come here. It's still going. It's just. Stop it. Stop it. I've just got no monitor. <laughs> down. Lie down. Lie down. It's down. too much milk. <laughs> it's like Oliver. <laughs> like. They they sell that orphan kid Oliver to some funeral family, and then he tries to escape. And the sl- the, the child labour owner is like, "Well, you've been feeding him meat, haven't you?" <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never seen Oliver. No? I know the gist of everything. Yeah. But I've never actually sat down and watched it. The original TV, fi- the film musical thing was yeah. awesome. I always get weirded out because like, was it Rowan Atkinson did a was Fagin for a little bit. And the, the, let's get to know Nick a bit. Spotify doesn't have that video, that film soundtrack on it. So I just, oh, right. that's, that's just my life. Yeah. It's just rejection. Nick, the only man to Spotify Oliver. <laughs> be like, uh, well, I've, ma- I've done all the swiping right I can today. So I'll just listen to Oliver. <laughs> oh no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Tinder. It's been a Tinder week <laughs> and another insight into the world of single <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> to be fair, I thought it was going to be a hell of a lot worse than it was, but that doesn't mean it was good. I thought she had brain damage. Oh, dear. Purely because... The was way this she... before you were like, Before yeah, I was like, this. yeah, I'll come around your house. I was... <laughs> Yeah, I thought she had brain damage. And the reason, it's, it's just because the way she texted was what I imagine. <laughs> brain damage uh, texts like, I'll try and um, I'll try and find 
the example. Well, the, <laughs> I don't want to go too rude. I can't go too rude. This isn't a rude podcast, is it? <laughs> How rude? What? Uh, lewd, as in? Lewd, yeah. Blue don't material. Get overly, overly rude. Yeah, we go dark. But we don't. Yeah. Generally, yeah. Don't go blue. No, no. Don't think that we should go blue. Um, let's have you a. You were going blue with a girl you thought had brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just tried to. Uh, I've started to not enjoy online dating anymore or talking to I people can't anymore. Why? Just with, these, just with this cavalcade of wondrous experiences that you keep having. <laughs> well, I've just slowly start, I've just slowly realised that this. That my the, but the I've realised the phrase I love saying the most is. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> just in whatever situation, it's just I just, just I get the most satisfaction out of just telling people to leave me alone, and I'm in a place where I shouldn't be leaving myself. <laughs> trying to go out there and socialise, but uh, I'll try and think if I can if I can clean it up a little bit. Um, she wanted to meet up for a glass of herbal tea, right? And that's true. Okay. Right? Um, Do you so, have herbal tea in a glass? Is that a thing? You probably can, yeah. Right. Like, you can have coffee in a glass, can't you? Yeah. Like a latte glass. Yeah, but it's got to have a handle on it. Otherwise, it's just weird. Yeah, otherwise, it's just a vase. Yeah. Don't drink coffee out of vase. Nope. Sis. Vase sigh. Versace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, she went, She mentioned that she would like, she likes herbal tea, and she, and, but she's a complete alcoholic, by the way. I was going to say, yeah, she sounds like right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Herbal tea. Yeah, uh, so so I said something along the lines of because uh, it got like pla- in, at some point in the conversation, especially with something like Tinder, you have to change gears from "Hi, I'm a genuine person" to "Let's make it overtly sexual." <laughs> so you just have to make that change because otherwise, you're just having a conversation with someone on the bus. Right? You know, it's, it's <laughs> who the to- fuck wants to get to know somebody? Well, there's only so much you can get to know with someone who has no biography, doesn't tell you anything about them, and their name is Michelle. That's oh, okay. all you right. know. Right? Okay. Oh, they so, like herbal tea. No, oh, yeah, yeah. So I ask questions, but I get frustrated when the dialogue is: I ask questions, you answer them, and then you wait for me to ask you more questions. <laughs> I'm way more interesting than you are. <laughs> No, I just find it boring. I find that kind of arrogance. I was like, oh, fuck it. So I had to change it up. And at that yeah. point, I decided to change it up. And I said um, something along the... Oh, I can't think of a way to clean it up. Um, she, she lives in Leek, right? Oh, God. Now, I, I know nothing about Leek. <laughs> I've just driven through it a few times. And to be fair, every time I've driven through it, I've gotten travel sick. I don't know whether that's got something to do with Leek. The altitude. Or whatever. But is yeah. Leek... Uh, some people have said Leek's a horrible place. I've never heard that. No? No. Yeah, some people said but, that. But I haven't spent a lot of time at Leek. Right, yeah. Well, it's been referred to as, like, everyone... Some people I've asked, they've been like, ugh. So, <laughs> so not a great... Where are they from? <laughs> Stoke. <laughs> CDC. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, she's from Leek, and uh, I decided to try and... Ch- and I said... I, I'm quite charming... Right, I can be with certain people. Certain people, right. not so much, but yeah. certain people, I can kind of be. Like, I can change the atmosphere to kind of lightheartedness and whatever. Yeah. And um, she wanted me to come round to her house that evening, and I said, I left it for a little while. I said, you know what? I, fa- I fancy a bit of a drive. And she said, Oh yeah. So where are you thinking of driving to? I said, Well, I hear Leek is you know beautiful at this time of night, especially with beautiful company. Oh no, that's great. 
that's, that's about as clever and charming as I can be. I'm not yeah. really charming. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing it is, sounds like, like something that, somebody said. Something like that is fine when it's the person that you're speaking to, but to hear about it in hear it in retrospect and like in different environments, it's just like, all right. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. Um, so, and she was like, "Well, is it?" Said, yeah, we're trying to. <laughs> And, and I said something along the lines of, it would be lovely to, um, you know, to hear your, you know, your, your, be to see if your voice is as beautiful as your eyes. To hear your voice is as beautiful as your eyes. She just got a picture of her eyes. <laughs> her yeah, really bulbous, really bulbous eyes. Um, so I was, and she said, oh, what? You won't talk on phone? <laughs> huh? <laughs> you want phone talk? Like, uh, oh, uh, oh, no, no. I thought maybe we could have a drink or do something like that. <laughs> yeah, no. You mean with voice? Yeah. <laughs> no, I want complete sentences. <laughs> yeah, it's just like possible brain damage. Doesn't know words. <laughs> Struggles at certain points to voice them. Turns out she is just like a, a complete drunk. Oh. Just a complete drunk. Um, but it gets worse, right? So yeah. I went round her house. Um, which is like a weird loft apartment above someone else's house <laughs> in the middle of this, like on a street. And, um, yeah, I just, I thought, whatever. I'm uh, just, even if it's just to talk to somebody new, like, oh, see, let's see how it goes. And, uh, she had a, I think I'll phrase it right, an anorexic choking dog. <laughs> like a, a British bulldog. Oh, right. The like, that are <laughs> yeah. And it's romantic, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Great to hear over the tannoy of the getting to know you conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the dog loved me more than her, so kept on trying to play with me and, and talk with me. Yeah, busy having set up the scene. Um, she has uh, Tupperware containers filled with cigarettes. Oh, right. And uh, I think she said she had an electric cigarette making machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never heard of before, but hey, it makes sense. People do rollies. Like a, like a factory line. Well, yeah, probably somewhere. But like, it's just rollies, but with proper, like, filters, I think. Right. Because she would offer me cigarettes and I was smoking at the time. Mm. And, um, you try and smoke it and all the tobacco would fall out mm. and you just inhale paper and fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. And she says, no, you know, you should smoke whilst looking upwards. And it, so she's a, she's a good host. Yeah, she's a good host. <laughs> she understands the flaws of her product. Yeah, and how to get around them. Yeah, which is which is good. Thinks on her feet. Yeah, and she was it was casual conversation talking about stuff about how could it not be how she left her husband and her husband got together with someone who won half a million pounds on the lottery. <laughs> well, clearly she landed on her feet, <laughs> unemployed. You know, oh. got two kids. Oh, did they live just, with her, or did they live with? They the, stay at the her house half of like pound richer husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they crash at her house and whatever, oh. and do that kind of stuff. But I was like, whatever, this just gets me out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're watching um, American Pie two in the background, which is right. way more softcore porn than I ever realised. I. I I was never really into that franchise, so I can't remember. Yeah, but it, uh, even all of the American Pies, like I thought they were just like college humour, but like mm. no, they're pretty much softcore porn. Yeah, there's lots of nudity. It's lo lots of like, oh, there's lesbians in there. Let's stand at the window and dare them to do things. Yeah, and I'm just like, so my childhood is kind of 
oh, <laughs> I thought this was in good taste. Now yeah. it's like, oh, it's just porn. Yeah. Porn, porn for kids. Yeah, so that was good. Um, <laughs> um, and she got, we got to talk in. She drank a bottle of rum and then we, she wanted oh. to, <laughs> bottle of rum and she wanted to, um, she started her act of seduction, right? Which was basically, I like horror films. How about we watch horror films in my bedroom? That was her seduction, right? right? So we went into her bedroom and <laughs> this is, a stupid thing for me as a red flag to me, but she didn't have Netflix. She had, she had like a really dodgy pirated pirate online Netflix, which streamed the old terrible pirate copies of films oh. where the resolution is terrible. It's in a different language and people are walking back and forth. <laughs> so she kept on trying to, you know, um, she's like, oh, I'll put this on. And it's like, oh, no, this is the Dutch version. And then we'll have to go through more and more versions. So she didn't get off to a great start. But she started watching a fucking um, It, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. She wanted to watch It. She put the it on the background. One or the original? Yeah, the new one. Yeah. But the new one as seen from a camera phone. <laughs> <laughs> is it in like vertical? <laughs> yeah, just in a language that none of us understood. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, she decided to try and... Uh, um, seduced. That's when the dog jumped on the bed and took a shit. <laughs> right. And vomited on the pillows. Which I didn't know dogs could vomit and shit at the same time. Oh, you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta go in the middle of terrible, terrible seduction. <laughs> like the dog was trained. But that, no, uh, that prompted me. That, that like awakened me a little bit to be like, maybe I shouldn't be here. So I start. I went to the bathroom to clean all the shit off me, and, <laughs> and then as you know, once you was it once you realise something about somebody or you notice something like once you smell a little bit of fire, you notice the house is on fire. Yeah, yeah. Like there was just piss and shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just she just couldn't be asked to take a dog out or something, and it was just oh. five year old dog, and it was just Dude. piss and dog shit everywhere. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, I just put, I told her to watch a Serbian film because she likes horror films. <laughs> oh, God. Put that on. She ordered a garlic bread and I left. <laughs> <laughs> so. As long as you left her with something. <laughs> and she was so fucking drunk. It's something to remember me She was like, you want anything from the kebab shop? She was a, a Manchester woman as well. Oh, right, okay. Which I can't remember, but it wasn't a good accent. <laughs> but yeah, she kept on wanting to, me to order garlic bread. And it's <laughs> <laughs> like, you should watch this film. This film's great. And yeah. just, you're like being horrified, right? Yeah. And then just left. So horror films are different than being horrified. Yeah. Well, like, that's, that's the thing. I wouldn't like, class that as a horror film. It's dark. It, it's, it's, dark. A dark, it's the darkest film I've seen. It's the film I've seen where I've... Uh, the only film I've really seen when I've gone like, oh, Yeah. That's a bit rough. You showed that one to me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's it's rough. Yeah. Any film where you but deliver a hard? baby and then fuck it is pretty... Pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But like, is it a horror film? I always consider horror films like scary. Yeah, like it's not jump scary. films. Yeah, it's not a jump film. It's just a, psychological horror. Maybe, yeah, maybe something. psychological horror because it's pretty horrific. It will it's fuck horrific. with you for a while. And if the storyline is is one of horror, but it's yeah. not designed to scare you. It's more to give you issues, I guess. Mm. 
<laughs> but she was a chain smoker as well. And I mean, a proper, proper chain smoker. She yeah. had a cigarette machine. <laughs> um, and it's not the first time I've met a, a, a serial, serial chain smoker. And it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's literally can't, every five minutes they have to have a cigarette pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Whether, whatever they're doing. Like if you're having sex with someone and they just, I need a cigarette. Let's take a break. You're like, this kind of uh, breaks no. the momentum I've during conversations or whatever. Weird. Yeah, I've had this, I've had that a few times. And it's just fucking like, just, just chill out. Yeah. <laughs> just wait another five minutes <laughs> or whatever. So that's, that's, that's what love's like now. That sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's my romantic life. <laughs> in Leek. Yeah, yeah, in Leek, a place which is like the, in the country on a mountain. Kind yeah, of it's sort of valley. Yeah, yeah, it's outside of the five towns. Mm. But um, it did prompt me to sort out my life a little bit. All right. So joined a gym, <laughs> another gym. <laughs> it's got two gym memberships now. Oh. Yeah, because I went to um, the gym I'm at the moment and they don't have any personal trainers. Oh, right. Okay. And I was like, oh, I think I need a personal trainer right now just so at least I go to the gym at least one hour a week. Yeah. And then can slowly start that momentum building. Yeah. So I joined, I joined a healthy gym, like a, a Nuffield. A healthy. So Nuffield. As opposed I think Nuffield to... is different because it's got like its own hospitals, right? <laughs> so like. No idea. Yeah, it's like a private health place. So if you work yourself to death, they can bring you back to carry on. <laughs> yeah, it's like a booper. But it's got just gym. With a, it's with it's got private now. healthcare. That's going thing. So what that means is, uh, one, they like they're way more intense about. They, like I went for that, and they they give you a health MOT. Yeah. Where they do blood tests and check your your spine and check your blood pressure and your, and your cholesterol and all these kind of things. Yeah. And that, he didn't like that. The guy who did the test. He was like, I've never seen numbers this high. Like he's like my blood sugar levels, and he was like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> the same with like cholesterol. He was like, "You know, I haven't had many diabetics, but this is bad." <laughs> well, you don't do anything, do you? No, I didn't even take my medication for like a week. Oh, that's just what it was. I just yeah. got so lazy, and then yeah, I was like, "Well, I don't. I want. I don't want." Vomit dog to be my romantic life forever. So maybe <laughs> yeah. I need to start dealing with things. So he was, you know, a bit shocked by that. But it also means that um, their typical clientele are like really unhealthy, injured people. Right. Because like they get, oh, remember this hospital? I've just had an operation and I need yeah. to get into something and I've broken my leg and I yeah. need to re yeah. rehabilitate. So I went to my first personal training session. I was feeling really good because like I've done all this before. So like when it comes to, you know, form and exercises and breathing and, and all yeah. these kind of things, I, I know I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit educated, educated in that yeah. field. So like he was like, you know, you're doing a lot better than I thought you would. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the Hulk inside, you know, <laughs> so it's just I'm, I'm just completely out of shape. So but then we did circuit training and I remember oh, circuit God. training. Circuit training used to be really good when I was like thin. Dude. No. And, and like day one, I haven't worked out at all properly for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Started off circuit training. First one was boxing, which was just like punching the, yeah. his pads and stuff like that. Yeah. Then went on to sort of kettlebell lift and then onto the battle ropes. Punching was all right. It was pretty good. I've never um, done the battle ropes, but I did. They neither look have I. I was they, like, is that I've the never... swinging? Yeah. Two long skipping ropes, thick yeah. skipping ropes, and you, you can do different movements with it. Yeah, but it's yeah. way, like, it looks like, that looks weird, but it feels horrible. Back. 
cool. And, yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's like your, your arms and your forearms, mainly. Yeah. But yeah, so did the, um, yeah, pads and that was good, just punching pads. And yeah. then um, kettlebells started to feel it. Battle ropes, uh, I fainted. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, you, 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 you get this rhythm of, like, um, almost like skip rope. Yeah. Where you, it was like, one, two, boom, and I collapsed. <laughs> oh, God. Day one. <laughs> the guy who's already incredibly nervous about my blood and cholesterol levels. He's a 120 kilogram man. <laughs> Fall from six foot four off the ground. That's <laughs> uh, fine. I just got I just got sucker punched by reality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what it, it felt like I was a boxer in the ring who got like punched hard. Yeah, and my legs were just jelly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But it was fine. And he was worried that I was self conscious about it, and I was like, "No, I get it. Like, I, I just fainted. Maybe <laughs> I didn't eat enough. Maybe whatever." But it's <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what it is really because when it comes to exercise, because uh, I've got some experience with it, I can kind of sense when my body's telling me to stop and kind of go a little bit further and that's not a discipline thing it's just a practice thing i've had yeah, it where yeah. like if you start running your, your body's tired you can run longer yeah but i think it's just i was just too stupid because you can't just go you can't go from being fine to being out of water no right my brain yeah. was just like I wonder how these battle ropes work i mean I wonder, <laughs> it's weird i thought it would work my back but not my fore oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the whole body's like for god's sake pay attention to what's going on yeah just completely collapsed which um which is good i guess <laughs> oh yeah it's great it's a good place to start it can't get what you said was it can't get any worse right which is optimistic for him because he's assuming i'm gonna live he <laughs> <laughs> he's said my blood tests <laughs> don't worry you'll be fine right <laughs> so like yeah i was there like and it's at the it's at the the way the gym is built from the reception there's like a staircase that goes up to a cable jungle and like a yoga area mm. and then it splits off into weight rooms and cardio rooms this happened at the top of the stairs so there's like people coming in for a workout came up to see me like nearly vomiting into a bin <laughs> Which is great for that first day. <laughs> Keep going. Push through to the to the max. <laughs> so, but it was good. Uh, went in the sauna afterwards. Like, this will be fine. And uh, so, yeah, I'm now I've now got a personal trainer at least so, once a so week. So you you passed your induction. Yeah. <laughs> I survived at least half of my first gym routine and uh, to, I'm so fucking out of shape because I know what I used to be able to do yeah like uh, yeah I went on to um, I did some cardio stuff so I was already pretty warm and then went to go on the I call, always called it a stepper it was just like a um, the moving like tiptoe thing kind of but not yeah. not like it built not you're not you're not lunging forward yeah. you're just kind of like bouncing off your calves on the tip of your toes yeah. in a stationary position i could do that for 50 seconds okay. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest setting i was like all right i need to i need to sort this out yeah so yeah i was already knackered and it's 
first first session with him. So yeah, once a week at least, <laughs> going in and collapsing. And the aim of the next one is like forget repetitions and and all that. Just stay conscious. I manage it in bed. <laughs> yes, that's that's my health life. Yeah, you know, I'm just going full circle. <laughs> We've experienced romantic. We've gone through what I'm going to do to deal with that romance. Um, and <laughs> I was watching something today. Um, I've I've got a thing about OCD. I'm obsessed. Right, that's a good joke. <laughs> right, but uh, do you have any OCDs? Do you think? Um, I find it so fascinating. Not fascinating, ridiculous, but kind of fascinating. I, t- I, t- I got the stupid things that everyone else has got. I object to people calling it OCD because people no. who actually have OCD, it's, it's fucking horrific. But yeah. like, I guess you have certain. I don't. I don't even know what to call them. I guess people don't know what to call them, so they call it OCD or yeah. whatever. Well, what but do like, you obsessively do? Um, like uh, not leaving things on odd numbers or to, like you know like volumes and shit like that. You can't send something to twenty seven. You either have to go to thirty or twenty five, like that kind okay. of shit. But like a lot of people have that weird thing. Squaring things up, like placemats on tables and things like that. Yeah, fair play. I haven't noticed much OCD, so it's not yeah. too bad. Yeah, no, no. It's yeah. like, but is it OCD? Is it like you, the way you describe it? As in, if you're going to turn the volume on the TV to a round number, yeah. if it was on an odd number, would you have to change it? If I saw it, probably. So it, yeah. is, if I had the remote control and yeah. I turned up to forty-three, yeah, how uncomfortable no, would no, you feel? I probably wouldn't. That's like, the thing. Yeah. It, it's the ideally, but I'm okay it's with, when you with do it not being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Kind of, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I've never, I've never had OCD and I found the whole thing, I find it so fascinating because, yeah, the people who suffer from it, they're going through like a lot of pain. Yeah. But I kind of feel that if they had to deal with it, it's deal, you, you can deal with it. Mm. The way I put it is like, um, um, I was watching, I watched me and my brother watch a few OCD shows about obsessive compulsive cleaners. Like they, they, <laughs> they get someone with extreme OCD and take them to a hoarder's house. Oh. Right. <laughs> and they help yeah. each other out kind of thing. I was watching and this one. They've both got OCD in their own way, I suppose, haven't they? Yeah. They've got but, their own but now it's just obsessions. Like yeah. The OCD robot wars. Let's just put them all in the same place and see what happens. <laughs> well, the one I started watching today was, um, they got three people with OCD to move into the same house to kind of, with loads of like loads of th- a team of therapists to try and force them through because they interview each one and each one's partner says, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about leaving them. Like <laughs> they're married. They're like, yeah, it's been pretty testing. And they've been like, I can't have kids with this person because I'm already having to look after them. Yeah. There's, there's no room for me to look after a kid as well, let alone yeah. look after them looking after the kid. Yeah. So like they're in pretty trying times and they want to do anything. There's one woman who's terrified of glitter. <laughs> right. In the, and it's, it's funny, but I, th- I think it's just a germaphobe thing. She's just yeah. absolutely terrified of being contaminated with glitter. And she's aware right. that there's like, it, of course, there's glitter everywhere. Like, no, there isn't. Like, I'm just, for some reason, the image of glitter. And glitter, yeah. to me, kind of represents bacteria, right? Yeah, you tiny touch particles, it, spreads. You can't get rid of it. It's just, it's it gets on you and it's fucking everywhere. And, yeah, yeah, so she's just terrified of glitter, where the point, she won't touch anything or anyone. She'll have, like, 
gloves or tissues or something like that. And she, she won't. She hasn't touched her husband in three years or her kids in three years. I can understand leaving that person. <laughs> yeah, and like the husband has to do literally everything for her because she can't touch. She anything. won't touch anything. Um, which is just kind of that's just a wacky, crazy OCD where where yeah, in that situation, if your child was stepping in front of a bus. I think you would touch your child. Yeah. Like if you are forced into a, it's a mental, I think I'm so uneducated on the whole thing, mm. but with most OCDs, I see it as just a, um, a ritual you do in your head to make yourself feel better. Yeah. And it, it manifests itself so strongly that you then love the comfort so much. You kind of stick on it kind of thing. Yeah. But you know that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And you know, you can overcome it. But the the urge to not overcome it is so strong it, it stops you from doing it. Yeah, well, isn't so, OCD the thing that's like uh, before you leave a room you have to turn the light switch on and off fifty times? And it can be, it can be anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, that's yeah. They, there's similar. a routine, a ritual that you yeah. have to do that you you obsess about. Yeah. That if like, I saw another one of a woman who um, it was something about it. She constantly thought that if she didn't do something or put something in a certain way, her mum was going to die. Yeah. yeah. And she just obsessed over that idea and obsessed that she's going to influence that. So she obsesses mm. over constantly being in control of that. Yeah. So the glitter woman was like, was one of them. Another one is, um, I think it's like an obsessive cleaner or something where she literally washes her hands for like an hour. Yeah. And yeah. just constantly, constantly washes them and can't touch anything with bacteria and it kind of gets that. And again, that's kind of like a normal OCD. When you think of OCD, you think, oh, look, really clean and yeah. everything has to be clean and perfect yeah. and stuff like that. And then there was Gerald, right? And Gerald is my hero. And I, I'm trying to figure out a way of um, phrasing this because it comes across like I'm laughing at him. Right. And I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not because he's so in pain with all this, this whole thing. But the situation is so comic strip to me. And I expand it so much in my head that it's not him that I'm that, that's the butt of this joke. It's the what if there was a character like him who right. had ulterior motives and pain. <laughs> and he is obsessively he's he's got OCD where he is obsessed about confessing to crimes he didn't commit <laughs> so and it's it's tragic right it's, it's a sad story because it came from like he was bullied as a kid which kind of makes sense he would just be like oh yeah i'm really sorry i did that you know yeah he's peer pressured into doing that but to the point where he'll like confess to serial murders <laughs> and, and his obsession his ocd comes in because he he's obsessed that he's done it already by accident and he has to figure out how so he hasn't written anything down for like three years because if he writes something down then he might have written by the way i killed all those jews and like given it to somebody and then this whole world's gonna come crashing down yeah it's it's (laughs) he takes chains a suitcase of chains with him whenever he goes away from home so that he can chain himself to the bed. In case he sleepwalks and kills someone. No, sleepwalks and confesses that he killed someone. Oh. <laughs> he hasn't killed anybody. He hasn't... And throughout the whole episode, he's referred to as law-abiding Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a superhero name. <laughs> but he's just, for the yeah, I think it's like for the past five years, he's been diagnosed with this thing where he just might, you know, confess to crimes he didn't commit. <laughs> and it's, it's horrible, it's horrible. 
But <laughs> I love the idea that it's just completely fake. Like yeah. he's just someone who's killed loads of people. <laughs> <laughs> and got an assigned doctor's note to be if ever I confess <laughs> if ever I confess it's all fine I, I'm just making it up on a whim I'm diseased where, where are you going? I'm just going to stay in Blackpool for a bit have you got your bag of chains? <laughs> yeah, why? well I might sleepwalk <laughs> might sleepwalk might see, meet someone I like You know, <laughs> might need to cut them into little pieces and never... <laughs> He's just had to write a postcard as part of his therapy because he hasn't written anything down. (laughs) Just in case he confesses to all those crimes. So they like send your wife a postcard. And I love the idea that he's writing to his wife but he's got this thing so he's just his wife receives a postcard one day saying hi honey I killed everybody the house is covered in blood I did it and I regret nothing have a good week (laughs) I find it so fucking funny but it's so fucking it's it's just so fucking tragic but just how much can you get away with by saying you've got OCD I obsessively murder everybody oh well you know try not doing this it's enough to get like a psych ward conviction as opposed to like (laughs) being thrown in prison you might obsessively kill everyone there as well (laughs) or confess to all their crimes and they all go free (laughs) so the problem is he's completely innocent but his ocd makes him um he looks very guilty. He looks like a serial killer. Oh, dear. And, like, his whole thing is, I might confess. <laughs> and everything he does to manage the fear of confessing makes him look so guilty. <laughs> he's, got, like, he's got a bag of chains. <laughs> well, it's like hacksaw, padlocks, yeah. knives. <laughs> fine, everything's fine. All right, Laura Bird and Gerald, <laughs> where are you going with all that? <laughs> Checking in at the airport, chaining himself into a plane. We do it at my sleepwalk. Yeah. And confess that I was 9 11. You passed me by Hannibal Lecter mask, please. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Because I'm innocent. <laughs> I'm just afraid of admitting falsely that I did all these terrible things. Uh, but yeah, I need. To, it's so. It's so. It sounds like I'm making fun of him. But it's making up a character based on him that's yeah. <laughs> making it jokerly, which is kind of, you know, kind of making fun of him, I guess. But he's in, in my head, that's not what's funny. Yeah. What's funny is somebody pretending to be like that to, <laughs> to, to, as a disguise for all the murders they do. <laughs> and then just taking advantage of the situation, which obviously Gerald isn't. Yeah. Or Jerry, whichever you want to do. <laughs> or Biden Jerry. Yeah. But I've never had OCD. I've always found it. I've, I know a lot of people who are very afraid of admitting that they might have OCD or contemplating that they've got OCD. I don't know why. But like people who just have to clean everything or something has to be a certain way and, and, and whatever. Because I don't know, they see it as a disease, and it's just like I could. Oh. Just, I had a weird thing. Um, I don't know. This isn't really obsessive compulsive. It was just something my brain would do to entertain itself. When you're driving, I've always done it even as a kid. When you're driving a car, and there's you know you see the the lines in the middle of the road. Yeah. When each line ends, I will tap my left big toe, 
and when each line begins, I will also tap my left big toe. When you're, when you're driving? Like a bass drum. No, when I'm, when I'm a passenger. Oh, right. So, you're, so when you're just watching the road. What the fuck do you do on a motorway when it's like line, 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 yeah. line, line? <laughs> it's just when my brain just needs something to do. Just be like, oh, I'll just do that. And for some reason, that's what it locked onto as a kid. Yeah. So it would just be, it was almost as if I was just like pounding a bass drum on a, on a, on a drum. Yeah. I just do that. And for some reason, that's the point where we go, bum, 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 bum. And it's just like oh, a little bit loads off of, of those. Beat. I just don't yeah, really think about it. It's just like your brain just idling. Yeah. doing something while it's idling so it's like that's what I've got but I've never been like oh I'll confess to all those murders you know <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like I think most people that have issues that genuinely have issues aren't the people that'll talk about it yeah yeah definitely it's like it's the same with people who say most people who openly and outwardly say I've got depression mm. or all of this Generally, and this isn't a good light to paint it in because it could hamper people who actually have problems, but generally, when they say that, they don't, and they just want people to well, like, it's, address it's, it's crazy, them. crazy people don't know they're crazy. If you yeah. are insane, you are not aware of how insane you are. That's the whole but point. But if you're crazy it, and you can acknowledge that you're crazy, you may have problems, but at least you're not crazy. Yeah. You haven't yeah. justified. It's the same as like alcoholics saying that they haven't got a problem. Yeah. It's like yeah. an alcoholic who's aware that they've got a problem is somebody who's going to... <laughs> sorry, honey, just bounded into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone who's an alcoholic who recognises they've got an issue is still an alcoholic, but at least they've got that kind of self-awareness to be able to deal with the voices or whatever's yeah. going on in their head yeah. in, the, in, the, in the mental situation. Um, but yeah, it's a big week for you, isn't it? You're going to oh, be 30 eventually. Uh, by the time... Eventually. Yeah, when this comes out, It'll, it'll be the I'll week. Be thir- yeah, it'll, it'll be, be 30, 30 like two days later or something like that. Friday. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but everyone hates people who were born in September. That article I, that I found. I, I read this. Yeah, all the all the nurses are getting proper pissed off with us. Yeah, nurses hate people who are having sex at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Because it results in a fuck ton of babies come September. Yeah. <laughs> and this, it, the headline was, Midwife urges people to stop having sex at Christmas. <laughs> That's got to be the worst Christmas spirit in the world, right? <laughs> Just medical professionals telling people, <laughs> don't have sex. Don't have sex. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I want some time off next September. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they said um, how, um, uh, yeah, how weird it is that the people aren't having as much sex on Valentine's Day. They said, like, you would expect Valentine's Day to have the most births, which is, like, November something. Yeah. And they go, like, no, actually, it's Christmas. And it's, like, work parties and people are having a yeah, drinking more. It. They're, they're talking about an entire and, season. Valentine's Day is one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you don't get the day off work yeah. on Valentine's Day. No, exactly. And, yeah, people, it's New Year's resolutions as well. They're like, oh, we'll have a baby next year. Well, let's start now and then... They have a baby in yeah, September. Just, so just get it over so with. Everyone now. hates you. Um, well, the medical profession hates you. Basically, yeah, it is. Yeah. You're, you're a burden. Is basically we are. Um, we are basically. Was. But on the way here, I saw a roundabout that was right. celebrating its fiftieth birthday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. Like, guess whose birthday it is <laughs> on the roundabout? This guy. <laughs> I don't know what, what I don't know what's more impressive. Like, is it that people are celebrating, you know, 
the the city, the town, or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, we've had this roundabout for for fifty years. Yeah. Or someone who just needs a reason to drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a sentient roundabout. <laughs> Attention seeking roundabout. Buy me cake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking roundabout. I forgot my birthday again. <laughs> I'm going to put a sign up next year. All I want is a hug and people keep circling round me. Yeah. Someone love me, please. <laughs> so sad. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just do every, all day, every day. Just people not running over. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, would you celebrate the birthday of a of a road? <laughs> People do people celebrate the opening of roads and well, people celebrate motorways. the opening of like ships and stuff. You smash the bottle on the ship. <laughs> yeah, you celebrate <laughs> domestic violence. Yeah, happy birthday, smash. <laughs> yeah, well, the Titanic got its own back at that party. It did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they not see each other ever yeah. again. They won the fancy dress contest though, so that's good. they won. <laughs> did, yeah. no, should one person win? Shouldn't just one person win? I don't make well the rules. Done. You came as an ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> or you the just, best form of rock. You came as a ship. <laughs> just, a, just a ship. Yeah. No, we won together as a couple. Yeah. We do everything as a couple. Yeah. But their whole thing was just black outfits and a cardboard cutout hung around their neck. Everyone else like wore a costume. So, <laughs> I, I, who am I to judge? Really, I, I know someone know. who um, went to fancy dresses as a kid or Halloween dressed as a bag of Walker's crisps. <laughs> Did he just get inside a bag of Walker's crisps? No, he put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> like they were a child, so they were small. But yeah, it was a big bag of. It was a big like, like DIY made. Or, was it, was it, was it, a, it was Halloween. It was Halloween. Yeah, Ooh. trick or treat, salt and vinegar. <laughs> uh, I think we've got time for uh, one more story. As we kind of uh, mentioned it in the intro, um, a Staffordshire bull terrier. Mauled its owner, mauled its owner, killed nice. its owner. Right, yeah. Uh, in front of... Killed it? <laughs> yeah, Fucking Christ. In front of BBC staff. Ooh. Like, they were doing an interview um, uh, about a drug, like drug victims, I believe. So, like, people dealing with crack addiction and yeah. stuff like that. The BBC documentary crew were, were following this guy. Um, <laughs> and it kind of uh, went weird. Oh, well, the Staffordshire Bull Ter- Terrier was on crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mario Perivoitos, 41, died in March after losing 10 pints of blood and having his larynx crushed oh, by his dog. Just got him around the neck. And, yeah. Um, yeah. The documentary crew witnessed but didn't film the incident. Oh, well, you know, that's, that's good of them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Quick money. <laughs> People will pay to watch this YouTube video. Um, uh, they didn't film the incident while they were making a program about drugs at the victim's house in Wood Green. Uh, experts have said it is very likely that this dog had consumed drugs and probably eaten them. <laughs> uh, it's almost impossible to say whether that will make the dog attack, but it does make them respond abnormally. Ooh. So <laughs> it was just kind of true. I imagine particularly when they're after more. <laughs> <laughs> this cracks Moorish. Uh, the the dog became very excited and agitated, and it's, it is more likely that this attack happened because the dog had taken cocaine, which is like crack cocaine, so whatever yeah. form it's in. Um, the BBC crew, <laughs> before, before, before I say it, drugs affected people in different ways, right? Yeah. So like, 
if you're taking a hallucinogen, you don't have necessarily, you're not necessarily chill. You can have like a bad trip, right? And people can make like your environment worse for your hallucinogenic experience. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. especially like for dogs, like they don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the, all the, but basically the BBC crew were at Mr. Perivoitos's home while filming drugs, drugs map of Great Britain. Fair enough. When he began to have a seizure, which prompted the dog to attack. So oh, like, so can you just imagine being really mellow, <laughs> taking loads of drugs, experiencing all these, all these, all these emotions and feelings, and then someone has a seizure, <laughs> which is like uncontrollable flapping of limbs and, and biting of tongue and blood yeah. and, and craziness, and that giving you such a bad trip, you <laughs> kill him. Um, Julie Higgins, a pathologist, revealed that Mr. Perivoitos' body included injuries to the neck and face and extensive hemorrhaging on the, on the crushed larynx. Um, the judge did point out that the victim had taken cocaine before seizing, um, and it is likely that he was experiencing an epileptic shock, which caused the dog to nip his face before biting his neck. Oh. <laughs> the film crew telephoned an ambulance while attempting to get the dog off of him. Christ almighty. So, <laughs> one, don't give your dog crack. Right? <laughs> don't, don't, and if you don't, if you suffer from epilepsy, teach your dog not to kill you if you yeah. have an epileptic seizure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking insane. <laughs> Just of all the bad luck with a BBC documentary crack. <laughs> You're like opening up about your drug past <laughs> and those kind of things. You have a seizure and your dog chokes you, crushes your neck to death. Because <laughs> you had a bad spite of, spite of crack. Like, how do you, I don't know, how, how do you justify that from the dog's point of view, though? Like, because typically they're very loyal to their owners, right? Yeah. So do you suddenly think, like, but this isn't my owner anymore. Like he's there's some he's possessed. I better murder him. <laughs> You've changed, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like it could be help us trying to save him. Yeah. Could be like he's uncontrollably. <laughs> let's hold him down by the neck. <laughs> yes, I killed the epilepsy. Yeah. You can Success. come back now. <laughs> Everything's fine. Where do I sign on my disclosure agreement with the BBC film crew? You don't need to blur my face out. I'm proud of what I did. What do you mean there's no more crack? <laughs> I did this for the crack. Can't live on pedigree. <laughs> Better get some wet food. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't plan on giving my dog any crack. No. Um, Probably for the best. <laughs> no. But yeah, a couple of different stories about dogs uh, today. Dogs shitting on people's love lives. Yeah, yeah. Killing people's drug addictions. Yeah. And uh, interrupting a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) It's varied. Varied at the least. Big dog lovers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, The nation's endless search for proof of Bigfoot's existence may soon come to an end. Uh, a North Carolina-based wife and mother has homebrewed a spray that she says can attract Bigfoot within a mile and a half. <laughs> Sold at $7 a bottle, the environmentally friendly Bigfoot juice also doubles <laughs> as a bug spray. Um, said it create- repels bugs, <laughs> but, but attracts <laughs> half-man, half-gorillas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
said creator Ali Megan Webb. How do you know it works? Webb asks, laughing. That's a tough question. No. <laughs> Somewhat changes the tone of the article. Yeah. He mockingly said, <laughs> "What?" That's a tough question. I guess you could ask, "How do you know that it doesn't work?" Well, that's true. It's I mean, true. This, this <laughs> yeah, um, there is anecdotal, anecdotal proof that her spray does, in fact, attract a Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> field tests have been done, she said, and they include a recent outing by the research group Bigfoot Nine One One. Uh, in Bigfoot which... 9-11. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a very Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, in which a Bigfoot sighting was reported. It happened the first week of August in the woods of McDowell County. The report made national news. I think that's enough to say that it attracted a Bigfoot, says Webb. To attract a Bigfoot, you need a smell that's woodsy enough to keep them keep from scaring them off, but slightly different enough to make them curious enough to investigate. <laughs> um, market reaction to the spray, which is sold on the internet, has ranged from excitement to giggles. This includes a guy named Jeffrey Wilson of Hawaii, who also wanted to know if she made troll repellent. <laughs> uh, Webb... If you were going to ask anybody. I guess, would. yeah. Well, she makes Bigfoot spray. I've got this big troll issue. Maybe maybe she can help. Um, Webb, who also created a dog deodorant called Stinky Dog Spray, <laughs> understands that people may doubt the product. She won't swear, but she won't swear there's a Bigfoot herself. Uh, but I do believe that there's something out there in the woods. You didn't say which woods. There's, just, there's something over there. I'm not saying there's a Bigfoot, but there's something there. Uh, she says, I'm definitely not trying to make fun of people who believe. A lot of people are more serious about this than I thought. Um, there, <laughs> there, there she must have gotten some pretty intense threats from Bigfoot hunters. <laughs> there are people around the world inclined to, uh, to believe Bigfoot is real. That includes her husband, Corey, member of the Bigfoot 911. Sorry. <laughs> I'm seeing it now. It's Bigfoot 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot 911 since 2014. He was out on August 4th, August 4th when Bigfoot 911 reported uh, spotting a large bipedal animal covered in hair. Corey didn't see it himself, but he's a believer. Uh, she gives him lots of she, she gives him a lot of credit for the Bigfoot juice. He was using a home concocted bug spray during Bigfoot hunts and asked to make something less feminine smelling. Uh, she started whipping things together and found a more musky, outdoorsy smell. Next thing you know, the team spotted a Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, Corey Webb guesses that the secrets of the juice is that it masks human odors, which could frighten a Bigfoot. Honestly, I don't know what the key to finding a, key to finding a Bigfoot, but it's definitely not going to hurt your chances, he says. Um, his advice, if you attract Bigfoot with the juice, is to just stand there. It won't run. There are no reports of a Bigfoot being aggressive. So that's good. Well, that's true. <laughs> There's no reports of a Bigfoot falsely confessing to a bunch of murders. No. Nope. Or, or truly yeah. confessing. Yeah. To or a, a troll, for that matter. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I just found it... It's like I, I, By the time I finished, I was like, has she just done this whole thing because her husband's obsessed with Bigfoot 
And now she's just like, well, now I can just royally take the piss. I think she just wanted some attention from her husband. Like, <laughs> like she, she, she's, she made an aftershave or a perfume for a yeah. creature she doesn't believe in, yeah. but that her hu- husband has a strange obsession with. Yeah. So maybe if I can make a perfume that attracts Bigfoot, I'll actually attract my husband again. Yeah. And she's just really pissed off that she's had to make another thing that's Bigfoot related. Like, she's like, oh, I made you this, made you this fragrance. She runs a business doing this kind of shit, but she just does it for most. She does like natural remedies and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I've jumped, I've, like, I really want to get back into dog deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got to do my it's side like, project. I made you this, made you this fragrance. Happy birthday. Like, <laughs> well, it's got Bigfoot. <sighs> sure. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Bigfoot again. It won't no. not get you a Bigfoot. I'll tell you what, I'll go put some fucking Dettol out. Make it smell more woodsy. <laughs> Here well, you there's, go. There's people try to deal with, I don't know, stupid ideas and trying to write. Did you hear about was it Hurricane Irma? Yeah. There was a solution. Oh, I heard something about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, there's a Facebook group. Um, the article is a Florida man who suggested shooting guns at Hurricane Irma out of stress and boredom has found that his idea has captured people's imaginations with over <laughs> 46,000 people joining him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, Florida kind of is encouraged to shoot the storm. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether it's going to work or not. Why not? The wind's blowing pretty strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just throw stuff at the storm. It yeah. won't come back and hit you in the face. Well, it's th- yeah, it's bad enough that it's like blowing a shed at you. But, like, you can't, <laughs> you can see the shed. <laughs> yeah, don't fire bullets. <laughs> Give it more weapons. I <laughs> saw um, a movement for... And people started doing it for loads of people in Florida to put fans outside the house to blow the storm in the other direction. <laughs> it might work. It's not going to not work. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, so this guy, Ryan Edwards, decided to start shooting at the storm and that kind of alleviated it. Um, since Mr. Edwards came up with his master plan, other similar Facebook pages have been created, including one suggesting using flamethrowers. <laughs> Fight the storm. Yeah. And to me, this storm is caused by an extreme rising warm air from the ocean. <laughs> what could possibly help this situation? Even warmer air. Yeah, but it feels like that would be more effective. I don't know why. It just feels like burn the storm. It feels like a bullet would just go through the storm. No, it would just go pass <laughs> yeah. right through, whereas but the flame would evaporate you could, it. You could burn the vapors. And... If it, the image of it, like that's more effective. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, you're blowing napalm into you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was another story about the about the thing. Um, uh, there was this old guy, right? I think he's in his seventies, um, and he I think he was saving a, a damaged seagull that got damaged by the hurricane. And there was a reporter there, and the reporter went over to go talk to him. And he'd just been evicted out of his house, like, really recently. Like, three days before the hurricane hit. So he was living in his truck. Oh, God. And, 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 and he just didn't want to leave. He was like, well, if I die, I die. That's how I believe about the world. So he just stayed inside his truck in the eye of the storm. Oh. <laughs> he's so fucking nonchalant about the whole thing. He's like, yeah, the, you know, I flipped nearly. You know, I didn't think hurricanes could do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, they can. 
No one's been stupid enough to park inside a hurricane before. Because they thought maybe it'll go wrong. But he's just so nonchalant is because he accepted that, well, when I die, I will die. This, I don't want to get in the way of that. When you go, you go. I think it was pretty much his saying. He's just, just in a truck having a bad day. Just <laughs> being thrown around. Just trying to get the radio to work. You just can't get anything. Oh, it's cold. Put the heating on. Yeah. Oh no, it's rising the heat again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, different people deal with tragedy in different ways. Some people yeah. park inside of it and ride it like a roller coaster. Others fire a flamethrower at it. Uh, oh, I heard about some massive douchebag company during all that shit. Yeah. So there was um, there was a university that opened up its like they have like a multi-story car park and they opened it up to all the local residents to put your cars in here and they'll be safe and then you can use them once like Mm -hmm. everything's sorted (laughs) and the local car dealership just filled it full of cars like all their new cars (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you guys your charitable donation to nissan (laughs) you're gonna make a load of sales after this i'm sure (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the only cars left. Yeah, I suppose. Guess you have to buy my car then. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one that works. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to be in a hurricane. To be fair, I I like extreme weather. We don't really yeah. get it over here. Like whenever there's storms and like really heavy rain and like all of that shit, it's fucking yeah. ace. But then I don't want everything I know to be destroyed. So I'm kind of <laughs> at a balance. Of like, you, want, you want a VR natural disaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you were awake during an earthquake, weren't you? Like an English yeah, earthquake. Yeah, that was that crew, really an English big. earthquake where things wobbled a bit and then everyone was like, what the fuck just happened? And that was, that was it. But it was like three o'clock in the morning, I think. Yeah, and it was it, like, nothing, like your house didn't suffer any damage. No, no, no. So there's like a chimney came over somewhere or something. Oh, yeah. So just kind of, everything just kind of went landscape and then portrait. And yeah, then just fine. things in the room just wobbled. I only know, because I, I was watching something on my computer and it started... <laughs> 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 I was trying, trying to watch some film and I had to like, kind of like wobble my head. Along with, yeah. This is weird. Just to keep up with you, so engrossed, <laughs> following her around the room like a cat with mouth dangling in front of it. I wasn't sure what it was. I looked over, and then the lamp was doing it as well. I was like, "Oh, we're all doing it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> we're all dancing. <laughs> You're all dancing towards your own death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like that for like twenty seconds, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting time. Not as exciting. Then I was as- alone again. <laughs> They had two fucking hurricanes in like a short space of time. Yeah, they right? had fucking loads. Well, yeah, they had Harvey and 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 Texas, and then they had Irma sweeping up the Caribbean and Florida and that. But then yeah. there was the earthquake on the fucking west coast of uh, of uh, Mexico, and then there was another hurricane hitting the east coast of Mexico. So there were there were like <laughs> three or four hurricanes all at the same time, just kind of sweeping across that bit, and then an earthquake on the other side of Mexico. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell, what have the gays done now? <laughs> well, no, I think it's, we haven't talked about this yet, and I forgot about it, but I don't think we'll, we might not be here next week to talk about it. Um, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? North Where's Co- Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> well, North Korea's just fucking going mental. Oh, right. and it's, I mean, it's so funny to me, but it's so serious. <laughs> like, North Korea is just launching missiles at people. It's just- <laughs> Like, oh, was it an accidental missile? Nope. We're just firing. I'm making sure our missiles can land on you. 
<laughs> so yeah. they're flying over you and people are panicked and getting sent yeah. to like bomb shelters. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just send another one. <laughs> <laughs> They've openly said how much they're going to, what, drown America in fire what? and like they want to kill Japan and South Korea. <laughs> is that all these weapons testings are going off. And you, I, I don't know why, but I just assumed it would dealt with more seriously and I guess more aggressively than this. Like, if there's a missile... In England, it's different because we're a bit more civilised. Not civilised, but just a bit more socially polite. If someone fired a missile over the UK, we'd be like, "Um, I don't know if you know, but you accidentally saw one of your missiles above our... And we'd be like, oh, it was an accident. Oh, okay, no problem. We don't want to be any bother. Whatever like that. But, like, to Japan to South Korea and to America that would be like firing missiles and they've just been dealt with like in the most patient way (laughs) just be like well America's already nuked Japan I mean Korea's right next to Japan (laughs) go a little bit further (laughs) like the the trouble with it is is that the common uh, the, the common rhetoric around it is this is an absolute madman who's doing all of this shit for no reason and um, but he knows that he that if he actually did anything he'd be destroyed so he won't do anything and everything like that which mm. is fair enough but really it only takes one and if he's mad then he doesn't care about dying <laughs> so like what the fuck does that matter but the the actual um issue that never really gets spoken about is that america for years has been practicing military flight things mm. over north korea and pissing them off <laughs> immensely <laughs> And they've, for years, they've been like, look, can you please stop doing that? Maybe not in so many yeah, words, yeah. but like, you need to stop doing that. Otherwise, we're going to, there's going to be retaliation. And it's gotten to that point, And now they've started firing missiles. And America's like, what the fuck is all this about? You're absolutely <laughs> mental. It's like, you know what it's fucking about, but it's, it's not on the news. It's not on fucking anything. There's just, you, like, there's, there's reports that pop up here and there on bipartisan things, but like, mm. No, the, the 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 nice common narrative is that no, he's absolutely mental and it's all completely unprovoked and we're all heroes. And it's like you know, there's, there's there's shades of there's a big shade of grey there that you're missing out. Well, I saw one recently that people people are trying to push as some like horrific American thing, where apparently America's military policy is that if Canada is nuked, America won't be obliged to respond. <laughs> And they're like, oh my god, how can you sit idly by while Canada gets nuclear attacked? Yeah. And they're like, America should step up and defend its neighbours kind of thing. Yeah. But because of that, North Korea really <laughs> likes Canada. <laughs> They've been like, we love Canada. It's a great, friendly place. If we nuke them, it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> <laughs> they seem like they're up for a good time. <laughs> love that poutine. And, uh, <laughs> hockey. Love hockey. <laughs> Dennis Rusman. Like, no, he's American. Ah, no, he's Canadian. <laughs> we'll say he's Canadian. We'll just nuke the fuck. Any country that North Korea can nuke without any penalties is like, they like them. They're good people. <laughs> Send them up to fucking die. So yeah, don't move to Canada unless you like to die. Okay, well, Canada's quite... No, I'm kind of I like Canada more now. I don't know why. I, th- I, I think like it's Canada. just since Trump. Yeah. Since Trump, I think a, a lot of... A, a lot of uh, the, the the discourse between everybody and America has just been so boring. Yeah. It's just been like, ah, oh, you're all the same and there's all the boring stuff. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, this is bears in Canada. <laughs> yeah, bears, <laughs> beavers, like it's 
It's yeah. A, yeah. Loads of great stuff. Yeah, and it's just it's easier to go to as an Englishman as well. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah, they seems it seems better to me now. But. I didn't realize how cheap it was to fly to the states. I thought you were paying like two grand for a ticket or something like that, like for a return ticket. Yeah, you can fly to New York for like four or five hundred quid. Yeah, which is that, that, fucking nuts. Well, it's, it's the it's the time of year and the and the, and the everything because you can spend like two three grand yeah. each for a ticket. Yeah, but like I was looking up tickets recently um, to like other European countries and like thirty pounds mm. just to fly somewhere. And it's like, yeah, what the new iPhone X is out and there's a whole thing <laughs> being broadcast that it's actually cheaper to buy a ticket to New York. And buy and it. buy it in America and then fly back <laughs> than it is to buy it in the UK or the yeah. EU. It's like two hundred and forty pounds to yeah. fly to New York and back. But yeah, just who who cares about what you're only on the plane for like uh, I can't remember how long it is to New York, but it's the West Coast, it's like fifteen hours yeah. well, on average, depending yeah. on what like it's, I can't uh, remember what that includes a it's layover. Like, it's isn't it like it's like five hours to New York or something like that? Or maybe it's like eight hours there but five hours back because there's some kind of like yeah. slipstream that you get into. Oh uh, right. Also there's this fucked up thing that I read um i can't remember i've spoken to you about it i've spoken to someone about it um where there's like the, the radars and things only reach so far so um over over the continents and everything like that so there's this gap in between the americas and europe where there's no radar and no you can't pick anything up <laughs> the pilots so, just cross their fingers and it's well it's this period it's this point where they send all of the planes on these same routes and they program all the maps in and they send them all on autopilot but you get like half an hour into the ocean outside of the states mm. and traffic control just say godspeed and that's it and that's you <laughs> fucking gone for like four hours like <laughs> until you picked up by europe like hi welcome to europe glad you made it <laughs> well done yeah um and every plane is flight time is meant to be like fit there's like 15 minutes between them in the air so you right. you should be and normally it's only five minutes but because there's no radar and yeah. they make they make they just double check and triple check and it's like no it's 15 minutes and everything but well, it's like, get, like if something went wrong <laughs> that's potentially just Loads of planes, massive disaster, and no one would know. <laughs> well, the Malaysian flight one four seven or whatever. Yeah, but like you get this impression, like some planes when they leave the airport late, they go faster to make up time. Yeah, just blind acceleration. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, no, just we'll we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> No, go as fast as you can go. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, um, it's why, like, when you've got, like, when a plane's delayed, people are, like, looking over at the runway and shit. When it's delayed takeoff, they're looking over and they're like, look, it's clear, can we just go? But it's like, yeah, you're yeah. waiting for a gap in the sky. <laughs> yeah. You're not, it's nothing to do with the runway or the airport. Like, imagine you're getting on the motorway, there's a dra- there's a jam at the minute, it needs to, <laughs> the, the, your gap, has gone. So we're waiting for the next one. Oh, I'm not in Megaloof yet. Oh, no. Well, we're alive. So that's something. Godspeed. (laughs) For more episodes, the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. 
For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter, at SingItSteve and at Nick Snip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.